0: Two, one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I'm your host, Sadia, and this is my mother, Ima. Hey, Ima.
1: Hello.
0: Now, you wanted to choose a topic to talk about. Um, we mentioned it earlier this week to each other, not really on the, on the podcast. Um, what was it exactly?
1: We were talking about funny things that kids do, but I just think that uh, the conversation we had before the recording was pretty funny. Like I said, I gave it was it, we we t- it took us a while to finally set up the technology here and to finally get into the right thing. And I was laughing about you know me being among the technologically challenged and you know since I'm from my generation. So I want to say a special blessing to Hashem, he, who imparts technological wisdom to the technologically challenged like myself.
0: I I, I amen to that. I would say <laughs> it's yeah. But adding on to what you were saying about kids getting into little antics, I know that um, when I was a kid, I got into my own antics. I think when I was I was three years old when I decided to go to my uh, friend Seffi's house in Columbia when I'm all the way from Baltimore, and I tried walking in the middle of a hurricane or or and, and, a
1: hurricane uh, with a tornado warning. And I somebody called me on the phone. One of the neighbors said they thought they saw a man walking a little boy across the street who looked like you and she described what you were wearing and i said wait a minute he's outside playing with his brothers and sisters They're supposed to be watching him i was thinking of the, of the then baby at that time so i went out and i said to the kids where's the audience? And they looked around we don't know and i realized the way she described what the boy was wearing was you So we called the police right away and your father came home. It was when the hurricane hit was when the police pulled up and your father ran out in the middle of the hurricane with the tornado warning. And when the police called, they went to where my husband was. And I said, he ran out for you and they ran out. They drew it, they got in their cars and went out looking for your father. <laughs> so what happened was um, we were, oh my God, it was an hour and a half of sheer hell. I wouldn't wish it on any family. Um, the only thing that kept me calm was me and your sister sat down and we all said to him, and I was crying and crying, it was very scary. Anyway, what happened was I get a call an hour and a half later from one of the neighbors that lives on Western Run. And they said, we think you, we have your son here. What happened was a black non-Jewish family was driving in a car and they saw you running around and of course, you had sits uh, and you had Hayes, and they said, "Look at that little Jewish boy just running around in this hurricane." So, they, thank God, they were very honest, wonderful people. They grabbed you off the street, and they said that they gonna they decided to drive around till they found a from person or from family somewhere. So they were driving around and this woman happened to be coming home from the store and they pulled up in the car and they told her that they have a little Jewish boy in their car. Is there a family in the area that is is looking for their little boy? So she said she didn't know, but she would take him in her house and call around and see what's going on. She took you into the house and you could barely talk at the time. So she kept asking your name and you and she, they were listening, she and, her husband were listening and listening. And she said, to me that she thought it sounded like you were saying something angster. They could understand the name angster. So they realized that um, the Rothsteins were friends of ours that lived right down the street from them on Western Run. They called the Rothsteins and the Rothstein said, yeah, that the angsters are looking for their little voice of audio. So then the woman called me and um, told me, you know, they thought they had you. So I got in the car and I drove down. Yeah, and I thank God, you know, I picked you up. And when I brought you home, you saw the police was there, were there and you started crying when you realized how serious it was that the police were actually there. And I think the policeman couldn't stop saying, "Thank God, thank God, thank God," enough times. Wow! <laughs> yeah, have, I... you know, they have they have dealt with all sorts of horrible, horrible. You know situations, and so they were very happy we were found safe.
0: I, I remember parts of that actually. I remember going down um, Park Heights towards the Aguda near the um, near the, this uh, apartment complex with that like stained glass wooden like statue kind of thing. And I remember walking down Western Run, and I remember the black family stopping me by and asking me like, "What's going on?" And me like not understanding why they're talking to me, and tried to run away. I remember that, but my other, my question would be like, did you ever have anything when you were a kid? Did you ever run away from home or did you try to like, you know, I don't know, find find a new pet in the forest and bring it home or something like that?
1: (laughs) Well, before we go on to me, there's a couple other things which were hysterical that I want to mention. Like the time you disappeared in Seven Mile Market, and we found you in the freezer jumping on the bags of ice. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's and the funny. time you disappeared in Montgomery Wards, and I went to the security person. They locked the doors, and the security person, the manager, were running all over the store looking for you. And we found you in the furniture section asleep in one of the beds.
0: Well, it was a comfy bed, most likely.
1: <laughs> what?
0: It was a comfy bed, most likely.
1: (laughs) Good advertisement for their sleep mattress.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But anyway, as far as me, um, I was one of these kids where my mom, um, I would would find any way I could to just walk out of the house, escape out of the house, rather, you know, with my parents not knowing. And I was little. I was like maybe five, six, seven years old. And I would just, I used to like to walk to, um, we lived behind the golf course it's in forest park and i used to like to walk to the golf course and um just walking there was one dog i remember was walking like a collie and with no owner people by the way in those days were not careful about um keeping their dogs on leashes or um it i don't know what it was with them we dogs in those days ran very loose and it's mm. very nice. And I was just like walking, cutting this collie and walking next to it was okay. But you know the story that I told you about the um, me with the um, movie theater when I was only seven years old? Oh, the Ting? <laughs> no, the Brain Eaters. The
0: Brain Eaters, okay.
1: The Ting, the ting is the ting. another story. Should I tell yeah. the Ting story? Okay. We'll, we'll go we'll through <laughs> the Brain
0: Eaters and we'll, we'll move around.
1: Okay. So anyway, the, um, I was very much into horror movies at the time. And at the Forest Theater, for those of you who grew up in Baltimore, you probably remember the Forest Theater. So I was only seven years old. I walked by myself to the Forest Theater. I wanted to see the Brainy just very, very badly. My parents wouldn't give me the money to see it. So I'm standing in front of the theater and I'm hearing from inside the theater, you can hear everybody screaming and screaming. And I just wanted to go in there so badly. So I had an idea, (laughs) this is horrible. Uh, There were these teenage boys that were coming in Two of them, there were about three of them, two of them came in, and the other one was like behind the others and talking to some girl. I come in, and I and the ticket person, of course, is waiting for me to give me their ticket, and I go, oh, my brother has it, and I run in. Oh, wow. As soon as I run in, I hear somebody yell, sister, I don't even have a sister. <laughs> and I, I, so I started running into the theater, and I found a place to sit, and I see... The, I see the usher coming in with a flashlight. Oh shit! And going up and down the aisles with the flashlight with the guy. Oh god! So at that point, I thought it's not worth it. I just ran out the exit. Oh wow! It's funny. It's funny you say that because
0: I remember watching movies and TV shows that that like the timeline in the in the movie or TV show was based in like the 1950s, 1960s, and it seemed like a, a lot looser of a time. I mean, sure, there was real fucked up shit, you know. I think civil rights was still a problem, was a problem then, and all that other stuff. But there was this feeling of, I guess, average white American that there was a lot more, a lot looser laws. Like you couldn't get away with a lot more stuff, or you can really bend a lot more stuff. I guess yeah. would you say people are, people are more restrained nowadays, or people people's rights are, are kind of removed, or it's just it's different time, different people.
1: Um, it's a very good question. I think, I think in certain respects, well, first of all, parents watch their kids a lot more carefully, and there's much more education for children about you know stranger danger and not taking chances like that. Um, the 1950s, um, yeah, you had isolated incidences um, of you know kidnappings and murders, but they were the they were there was less of them. The real less documented, um, you mean? Do you um, think? No, there was actually no. It was actually I don't want to say it, it was. It was starting the crime. Uh, the increase in crime really started more like circa nineteen sixty-ish. That's when you really saw a big takeoff in the crime wave. And people being a lot more guarded and careful. But (sighs) I'd like to say 1960s. I
0: I know because everyone thinks the 1950s was this like la-la land notion of like, it was just this 10 years of, of pure bubble bliss. And it's, I maybe the cynical in me is like, maybe it's just less documented information. Maybe people were so banged up from, you know, the past. That they wanted to believe it in some kind of la la land because they didn't want to face other parts of society that they that they had to confront. I don't know. It's just it's just an idea I'm having when it comes to like people talking in the 1950s always, and they always put it in like silver with with rose tinted glasses.
1: Um. No, I don't think so. I think I think there were um like a lot of people. Like in my age bracket now are coming forward and saying yeah that um, bad stuff happened to them also when they were younger but it was one of the things that just it wasn't reported it wasn't um you know paid attention to or something or it was kind of ignored uh in certain respects yeah but at least in the 1950s the majority of kids were able to walk to school back and forth by themselves in safety um i would never ever let any of my kids walk to school even if even if even if we went to the local school even if your kids did not go to you know the- we, we walked to, to school, school though to sometimes
0: a, a school. i mean the school is three miles away but um, we like walked or, or rode our bikes to school and the girls ro- uh, you know, rode their, their bikes to, or to school
1: sometimes too and well that, that was um you're talking about the high school these were i know i know there was like at baize yako there was a whole group of high school girls that when the weather got nice, used to ride their bikes together. Yeah.
0: Like that was the thing they did. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah, and and some and I mean, I've seen I mean I've seen boys from TA, but you're not talking about little. You're talking about like kids in high school. But um, in my day, I walked to school with my sisters when we were in elementary. I mean, I was in first grade, walking with my sister who was in fourth grade. I think people
0: still, still and, do that today. I think it's just it's it's different different neighborhoods maybe i think i think like because ba- baltimore city itself has such a bad rap and is such high crime but the crime is isolated it's not it's not all over baltimore it's in certain pockets but it's so densely focused on that that's what kind of throws everyone off and then fear comes into people then people don't go ahead and walk to school because they're scared of one thing or another when it, chances of it actually happening to them is, is pretty,
1: pretty low. And you might have a point. Well, anyway, so you wanted me to tell the Ting story to change, to, to go back to the original Ooh. topic?
0: Uh, well, we're actually, we're, we're, we're close to 15 minutes in, so.
1: But I want to tell, I just want to tell the Ting story, because that's a all funny right, story. All right, sure. all right, sure. Okay. okay. Okay, um, I spent the day at my Zadie's house. I was about, I think, four years old. I couldn't read yet. And so um, Zadie and I watched a movie on television, and I couldn't read. And I said to my Zadie, "What's the name of the movie?" He says, "The Ting." He was from Oh, by the way, Zadie was from Poland. I gotta put that in. the I think I think also
0: I'm not sure, but like I know most of our listeners are Jewish, but we have to try Mm -hmm. to like translate to the best of our ability some key words. So Zadie Zadie (laughs) means grandfather, in case anyone's wondering. Sorry, continue.
1: Okay. So anyway, so afterwards I so my my I went home afterwards and so my mother said to me, What did you and Zadie do? And I said, Oh, Zadie and I watched a movie. And then I said to her, Mom, what's a ting? And my mother says to me, A ting? I said, Yeah, Zadie and I watched a movie called The Ting. So my mother's thinking, oh, was the ting and all of a sudden all of a sudden she cracks up laughing and says, the thing, yeah, it's it's, it's it's very interesting listening
0: to like Eastern European Jew, uh, Jews talk. And it, it was funny because, um, this Shabbos, this Sabbath, um, I was saying Kaddish, and somebody in the shul was thought I mispronounced something. And I'm like, I didn't mispronounce it, I just I say it with an Ashkenazi dialect, and it's not Hasidish. And there's Hasidish dialect where they, they the O. When you say something oh, they pronounce it as I. <laughs> I and know. all this other stuff. So it's it's I think yeah. dialect is very interesting. that the, the accents and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Well, when I got my first teaching job in New York, I you I said the word Torah, and the kids are looking at me, the what? I go, Torah. Oh. Torah from kids. And these are from New York kids, and all of a sudden they go, Tyra uh, Tiva Tyra, Tyra, Maisha.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh my god. Yeah, that's that's what's the funniest thing. And then and then as kids, I guess as adults you get older and you realize it doesn't matter. But as kids, you like you like hold on to it. Like you're you're that's not true. You're not you're saying it wrong. Everything is wrong. Oh jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> These children. Uh
1: we were all children at one time. though. That's, we were all there that's the time. funny thing.
0: And sometimes we haven't grown out of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for our listeners. I really appreciate you guys subscribing and um, just stay tuned. We're going to try to do once a week uh, publishing and have a wonderful day. Okay. God bless. Have a
1: nice day. I right,
0: love, love you. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe and share. I really appreciate it and my mother does too.